Welcome to Ask a Pastor, the podcast where you can ask the pastor, well, anything. In this episode, Pastor Chip Stevens is joined by one of the ministry team at First Baptist Jackson to answer your question. Now let's join Chip and his guests in the studio. Hey, we want to welcome you to the third episode of Ask a Pastor. We appreciate so much you submitting questions uh, for us to be able to, to help answer for you. And I hope that this has been helpful for you so far. I know it's been good for us to kind of think through some of the things that you've been asking. You've had great questions, and I, I really want to encourage you to continue to submit questions to us. Uh, today, our special guest is Steve Smith. Steve is our college and young singles pastor here at First Baptist Jackson. Steve's been doing this uh, for several years, and so the question that's been submitted that we want to address today just felt like it would be perfect for Stephen to answer. So Stephen, thank you for joining us today. Great to be here. So here's the question. Uh, begins with saying, love the first episode of Ask a Pastor. So thank you very much, uh, whoever submitted this. It really opened my eyes to something in my life I need to work on. Can you recommend Bible studies or plans or workshops that unmarried couples can do to become closer to God and closer to one another? We have begun our second year of reading the Bible together, and we both have said we're getting more out of it this second time. I just want to find plans we can work on together. So what would you say, Stephen, to a person, I guess these, uh, this is a single uh, mm -hmm. guy and girl who are mm -hmm. wanting to grow in their relationship with the Lord and wondering what you would suggest for them to do as a couple? Sure. And I would say... Uh, congratulations to a couple that wants to do something uh, yeah, like that Yeah, that's questions together, we want. For sure, yeah. exactly. And, you know, there's so many different routes that I would say a, a couple can go. And yeah. and of all the years I've done this and of all the couples I've talked to, everybody's kind of got a different strategy on how they do things. Yeah. But uh, for a couple, obviously, to grow together yeah. is important. And, and I think a lot of that happens naturally um, if they are first growing individually like they need to. And and that's right. the yeah. first thing that I would I would say, you know, a couple can't depend on each other for spiritual growth. And even when they're married, there's still got to be a community that kind of is functioning to help them in the growth process. Yeah. So regardless of how long this couple or any couple has been dating or together, uh, and once they get engaged, obviously you can kind of turn up the uh, you know, intensity level of, of doing Bible study together. Right, right. But initially I'd say make sure that your individual growth is happening first. And, you know, the things, not to be a commercial for First Baptist Jackson, but I'm saying the things we're doing now, you yeah. know, whether it's D groups or community groups are hugely important for a couple to grow spiritually, individually first, so they can be a better couple together, you know. So I would say make sure that those two things are happening on either side first. Um, yeah. And then after that, you know, I, I think that there are things that a couple can do together, uh, but you still have to be careful with that. I think mm -hmm. if you're if you're not married, you know, there's those levels of intimacy, you know, spiritual intimacy and emotional intimacy and, and physical intimacy that kind of all work together in yeah. many ways. And you have to be guarded, just period, especially, you know, when you're in a romantic relationship. Um, I would say that if a couple individually is doing Bible study uh, on their own that is is meaningful and deep and progressive, then the natural byproduct of that is they're going to have good things to talk about mm. when it comes to what God is doing in their lives. Yeah. Uh, as far as a couple spending time together to talk about the Bible or being in a Bible study, you know, 
a lot of times I recommend that, that really the things they do together are more kind of relationship helps based on the Word of God. Like mm-hmm. if, you know, say, you know, a book that's maybe like a 30-day devotional guide or a 90-day devotional guide that they're doing individually, but yet it does give them something to talk about. Yeah. When it comes to mm-hmm. communication or even setting up physical boundaries that honor God, you know, all those things can so be accomplished on their own, mm-hmm. but naturally be talked about together. Let's kind of unpack a little bit of what you said because you, you gave some great wisdom there. And I think one of the difficult things about answering this question is with this couple in particular, not knowing how far they are in their relationship. Are mm-hmm. they an engaged couple? Are they just dating? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I hear you saying is particularly if if a couple is is in the dating stage, maybe be careful about doing a Bible study together because that can be just such an intimate thing. Praying together can be a very intimate thing. And it probably wise to be doing a Bible study on your own or with people of your own gender and then discussing it together. That's that's a great point. And then of course, when a couple is engaged or about to be married, you know, maybe you can look at things at a different level there. Yeah. And anything that a couple does on, on any level, there's got to be good community built around them. There's yeah. got to be accountability. And so regardless of what stage in the game you are, I think there are so many good you know, pastors. And, and hopefully if they're you know, part of our church, there are people who are coming alongside them to help them guide them in all these processes yeah. to say, hey, this is what you need to be doing, but you need to be careful while you're doing things like this to make sure that you're... I think it's a great word of wisdom. And I, I'm sure you've, you've heard this millions of times. And I know when I was in Startville, it's something that you, you dealt with a lot. But, you know, we you see oftentimes young people and they've watched their parents mm-hmm. and they didn't really like what they saw from a spiritual perspective from their parents. Right. And, and, you know, now they're in college and they're learning more about the Bible than they have before. They're in college Bible studies and they're learning about relationships and they're learning about the importance of biblical foundations. Right. And, and guys are learning about the importance of being the leader in the home and mm-hmm. girls are hearing that. And then they kind of look at their own home growing up and, and they kind of panic because mm-hmm. they, they think, what, that, that wasn't the way that it was for me. With I didn't see that with my parents growing up. And so in a fear to not repeat some of the same things, they're really concerned about starting with a biblical foundation. And that is so great because we encourage, obviously we want people to start off on a biblical foundation and we want men to know how to lead their wives. But you have to have some wisdom in the approach there. Sure, sure. Uh, You know, one of my favorite books of the Bible to teach is Song of Solomon. Mm -hmm. And, And I think about you know, the Solomon and the the Shulamite woman and their attraction to each other was based upon the character of each of them. Mm-hmm. She talks about him, your name is like ointment poured forth. Mm-hmm. And he talks about her, your eyes are like the eyes of a dove. And he's speaking about the purity of her heart. Mm-hmm. And so this beautiful romantic relationship, which ultimately culminates in a marriage relationship, is based upon the character of each one of them individually. Right. And so I, you know, when I would teach this to college students, they would always say the very best thing you can do for your marriage in the future mm-hmm. is for you to grow in your relationship with Christ. Yes. And instead of looking for Mr. Right or Mrs. Right, 
you work on being Mr. Right, right. or on Mrs. Exactly. Right. That's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think there's an expectation that, that both a guy and a girl need to have for each other, you know, of just making sure that the other one is taking initiative to be spiritually independent like they need to be, you yeah, know, right. um, because there's so many things that, that anybody has, has got to be able to do on their own yeah. um, to be able to bring into a relationship to make it as healthy as they can. So it's, uh, it's important, but, yeah. but you got to have the right kind of boundaries. So kind of, in, kind of to summarize, for a person, and again, we don't know the exact situation of the person who asked this question, so please forgive us if right. we're off base. <laughs> right. But for the general population that's listening, which is going to be all different, layers of relationships. Right. So for the person who is in a new relationship or a person who is a couple who are dating, mm -hmm. what you would say, and I would agree, so what we're saying together is the best Bible study is for a the guy to be doing Bible study with other guys and the girl to be doing Bible studies with other girls Exactly. And then them talking together when they go out to eat or they spend time together about what they're learning. Right, exactly, yeah, exactly. And, and you think about it, I mean, the, the boundaries, to me, especially in early dating, the boundaries with opposite sex need to be no more, you know, it doesn't need to be any different than you with a friend of the same gender. You need to consider yeah. that person your friend. How would you interact? I mean, how intimate are we right. talking about here as right. far as what you share and just even just the closeness that you expect to be achieved by yeah. spiritual conversations. Yeah, and, absolutely. And then kind of use that as a gauge just to say, hey, you know, until I get engaged to this person, I've got to see them as a sister in Christ or a brother in Christ and operate with my expectations for emotions and, and everything else yeah. with the same, with the same know, expectation. Uh, when I did premarital counseling before and, you know, here at First Jackson, I don't really do that anymore because we have Summit Counseling and they do such a great exactly. job at that. Right. Um, but but when I was doing it before, you know, one of the things that I would always do with the, the couple that was engaged is take a blank sheet of paper and draw a triangle on it. Mm. And I'd put God's name at the top of the triangle, the mm. guy's name in one corner and the girl's name in the other corner. Mm -hmm. And I would say, this is the secret sauce of marriage, you know. Mm -hmm. As the guy grows in his relationship to God, and as the girl grows in her relationship to God, you automatically grow closer together. Exactly. And so that's really kind of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. is you're saying in a dating relationship, your primary focus is for each individual in the couple to be growing in his or her own relationship with God, and then you talk about what God's been teaching you. Right. All right, now let's take it another step. Mm -hmm. Now let's assume that this unmarried couple is engaged. Mm -hmm. And so there is a commitment there for marriage. So this has moved beyond just dating and, you know, uh, and, and, and advanced, advancing now towards the marriage relationship. And so maybe you have a couple who really wants to start that biblical foundation. What would be some things you would suggest for them? Well, I'd say for an engaged couple, I mean, that's the opportunity really for the guy first to become the spiritual leader yeah. that he needs to be. Yeah. And whatever he needs, not that the girl doesn't have any responsibility, but yet it really is time for the guy to step up to the plate Absolutely. and decide, okay, I'm about to have an official family here. <laughs> and how am I going to lead that family? And, yeah. you know, what kind of expectations am I going to have to lead my wife and to challenge yeah. her? And, and so it really is a unique opportunity after engagement for, for the guy, I think, to really 
um, become a lot more intentional in, in what they do together, um, but also to be able to control the situation, um, mm. even then with, mm. with romance and, and emotions and things, just to say, you know, these are the boundaries we're gonna have, but yet we're gonna keep walking down this path toward a picture of what our family is going to look like. And yeah. that's studying the Bible together, having those conversations, spending time in prayer together, and, and, and obviously using common sense, accountability as well, but yet he really does have the opportunity to draw that picture of what he wants his family to look like yeah. and have an expectation that can be set from then on. Mm. That's a great point. Good. What would be some, some resources that you might suggest to a couple? Well, you know, I, I always go back to, and it, you know, James Dobson has been around forever, but Focus on the Family has such great materials mm -hmm. um, for couples of, of all stages. Um, and, and there's several that if you go to their website and just kind of type in, you know, Bible studies for couples, you can find a million things. Focus yeah. on the Family is a great resource. Uh, you know, and Lifeway has great resources as well. And, you know, it, and those two, you know, big publishing arms mm -hmm. really are pouring out such good material when it comes to things for couples. Um, yeah. Because there's one devotional book, you know, that you can get with Focus on the Family. And um, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's just, it's a, a like 60 day devotional guide. Right. And it really walks through 60 different aspects of what couples need to be having conversation about. Mm. You know, and so, you know, it's like a couple, yes, needs to grow in their faith, but besides growing in their faith individually, they still need to be having conversations about their relationship and and how to deal with conflict and, and how they're going to manage their resources and, and things that just need to be discussed when it comes to expectations that never are. Yeah. Obviously, all those things need to be rooted in the truth of what God says in His Word, mm. but you know, just because you're not doing Bible study together all the time does not mean you don't need to be communicating and, <laughs> yeah, right. and, and really dealing with issues that need to be dealt with to make you healthy. That's a great point because the, the, the Bible certainly gives us things. Ephesians 5 uh, mm -hmm. talks about the, the husband loving his wife as Christ loves the church right. and, and, and the wife uh, honoring her husband. Mm -hmm. And so we see the principles there in the Scripture, but we don't see all of the ways that that can be practically applied. Right. And right. so there certainly is a place for things. I think one of my favorite resources that I've recommended to people is Love and Respect mm -hmm. by Emerson and Sarah Egriches. Mm -hmm. And it takes the principle that, you know, men, it's natural for men to respect. It's not natural for men to love. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. natural for women to love, not necessarily natural for them to respect, at least in the way a man interprets Needs, it. Right. And so the whole purpose of that book is helping men and women see their differences mm -hmm. that are differences that, that, that God has, has created us with. Right, right. But to learn how to deal with those differences and be able to speak the same language. Exactly. Those are the kind of things you're talking about. Exactly. Uh, prepare and Rich is a marriage yeah. counseling thing that so many people have gone through. And uh, Prepare and Rich, if you go to their website, it's Prepare and Rich, but there's a couple checkup that you don't have to go through, say, the process of having a mentor in that, but you can click on a website, um, pay like $30, but it takes you through this incredible survey just of different areas of relationship, whether you're engaged or married, uh, just to facilitate discussion and just kind of guide you into maybe some areas of, 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 you know, conversation that you've, you know, maybe been uncomfortable to tread, you know, yeah. into. And, 
so that's a great thing that I've seen couples use as well. Right. Um, both both for premarital stuff, but also after marriage as well. And so. you talk about free advertisements. This is a great place. I hope somebody pays us for this. You know, as far as these people <laughs> well, are putting not. This stuff out. They're not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, but as far as free advertisements go, I, I really recommend Summit Counseling. Well, of course. So for an course. engaged couple, Summit Counseling that, that meets in the Christian Life Center here mm -hmm. at First Baptist Church Jackson. For church yeah. members, church members are able to get six free counseling sessions. Right. Um, but for premarital counseling, now that's a separate thing. Mm -hmm. And for really a low cost, sure. a couple can do premarital counseling with one of our trained therapists that is just so invaluable. Right to a couple who are starting out and preparing them for what marriage is going to right. be like. Well, even for college students, I think it's yeah. like nothing really to, yeah, right. to be. And if a college student's in a relationship, you know, it's not necessarily premarital counseling, but yet what a great resource for, for really the age group that really are dealing with more relationship issues right now as far as just trying to process what's ahead and how yeah. they need to develop than anybody right now. It's and a I, great resource. And I know people would expect us to say this because we're pastors. Mm -hmm. But I think people underestimate the value of church. Oh, completely. Because completely. A, a particularly a couple that is not yet married or even mm. one that's newly married, how, man, how important it is to have couples in your life that you can see them do in life exactly. and learn from them. Exactly. The power of a multi-generational church. Oh, too. my word. And people just don't, don't get it. But I tell you, I mean, in all of my years of ministry, and I think you would agree that the healthiest couples that I've ever seen in college, the healthiest couples I've worked with, the healthiest couples that I've seen get married and go on to adulthood are couples that were established in a church community yeah. with multiple people investing in their lives. I mean, it's just, it is the number one, um, you know, guarantee for, for health that I've seen yeah. in 25 years of ministry. Yeah. And so it's, it's imperative for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for, for joining us uh, for this episode of Ask a Pastor. I hope that it's been helpful for you. Uh, thank you, Stephen, for joining me today. Thank and again, you. I hope that you'll continue to submit us questions. We love being able to hear what's on your heart and being able to help you with biblical answers the very best we can. So thank you again for joining us today. Do you have a question to ask a pastor? You can send it to us by visiting firstbaptistjackson.org slash APP or message us on social media. You can find us at F. B. Jackson MS on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it. Thanks again for joining us for Ask a Pastor. <laughs>